Hello. 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 Perhaps the greatest cultural export we have given the world is the English language and the literature and the poetry written in it. This week is National Poet Week, not to be confused with National Poetry Week, which is apparently something completely different. Why we need two weeks a year dedicated to poetry, I don't know. I didn't think it was that popular, but there you go. And I've got a real-life poet on the show today, not just any poet... It's the wonderful Geoffrey Allerton, something of a national treasure and someone I met when I was doing my TV series. It'll be great to catch up with him and find out what it means to be a poet. So, if you've got any questions for Geoffrey, or maybe you're an aspiring poet yourself and you want to try out some of your rhymes, why not give us a call here on Down the Line? I am all ears. 08000 155 947 or tweet at Gary Bellamy DTL. Now... (laughs) Our guest, Jeffrey Allerton's not arrived yet. He doesn't have a mobile phone, and he insisted on using public transport. You know, creative people don't live by the normal rules. In fact, a lot of them are a little bit mental. Uh, the last we heard from him, he was about to get a coach from Leeds. So until he gets here, why not give us a call about anything you want? It doesn't matter what, you can surprise me. Not mental, that's probably a little bit harsh, but it is very rude of him. We have got a show here, we are live, and he could have at least turned up on time. Okay, it's a lucky dip. Who have we got first? Oh, it's Graham Downs. Hello, Graham. What do you want to talk about? I don't know about you, Gary, but what's your favourite meal? Oh. How uh, about that for a topic? Is that a good topic for your programme, It's quite basic, though. My favourite meal, quite straightforward, Gary, Christmas dinner. Ah. I love it, because do you know what me and my mum do? What do they do? We have Christmas three times a year. (laughs) In our house, you know, put the wizard on. Why would oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day? Well, three I times mean, a year. What we do, we put the tree up, all the lights, and people think we're mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're the ones having turkey with stuffing and the roast potatoes and the Christmas pudding. <laughs> yeah, at what time of year do you pick your three times? So, Well, obviously we have it at the usual time, um, and then we have it again in April. But April's <laughs> normally Easter time, though, isn't Easter and Christmas? That's a bit close, isn't it? Yeah, but imagine that, right? Christmas day. Christmas put in a flipping creepy Easter egg, Gary. How mm. about that? Wonderful. People are missing out. Anyway, let's not forget what the real meaning of Christmas is, and that is because to celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't it? Yeah, but your Christmas dinner doesn't have any symbolic relevance to, to Jesus Christ. Well, no, Gary, because I look at the Christmas dinner as being very symbolic of the nativity, and I see the turkey as representing the baby Jesus. Um, I see the bread sauces uh, like frankincense, uh, the parsnips, and they're, they're gold, and the cranberry sauce, that's myrrh, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> And is that what myrrh looks like? Well, we don't know, do we? No. no. The thing is that no one knows what myrrh is or was of that. So who are the three wise men? Potatoes. The gravy? The Sea of Galilee. What about Brussels sprouts could be King Herod and these men who go around killing all the babies? I see them as the shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Graham, thanks for your call. OK, who's next? Hello? Hello, Gary. Hello there. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can... Yes? It's just... Middle of nowhere and the reception's terrible. That's all right, don't worry about it. Okay, what's, I, what's your point? I want, I want to talk about... Is that all right? Uh, well, yeah, carry on. These teenagers have been hanging around my house, right, for the last few months, giving me grief and stuff and calling me names, like, you know, things like... Quit and... File. Anyway, one night, one of these lads, they were, you know... Hello? Threw, threw me letterbox. 
And I thought, you know, enough's enough. So I opened the front by the neck and I dragged him in the arms by his throat and tried to reason with him, but he was being all... Anyway, in the end, I decided to... Uh, I know some people might say, you know... What did you do, oh, what? I, some people might say I went over the top a bit, but, you know... What did you do to him? Hello? Over the head with a shovel to try and teach him about respects and stuff. Mm. Anyway, his eyes all rolled back in his head and he... He's made this gurgling noise. I'll call long story short. with my car, right? Epping Forest and... Digging and digging. They'll never find him, Gary. Mm. Right. Well, it takes all sorts. I suppose we better move on to another call. OK, I've got MC Ra here, and I understand you have a poetry rap. You're talking about poetry, yeah, but, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of racist, really, yeah, because really, like, poetry is just like a white version of rap, isn't it? I think poetry came first. No, 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 it didn't, do you know what I mean? They, they didn't know what to call it, there was just people chatting and that, and then rap came. No, I, actually, I think that rap was invented by Blondie in the 70s. Nah, nah, man. You know I mean? It was people like Tupac and Snow and all that. And Wham did a rap as well, didn't they? It was called the Wham Rap. It's always been happening, but we weren't allowed to, weren't allowed to rap then, do you know what I mean? Because of the, because of, uh, like, uh, slave and all that, innit? All that kind of stuff. Let's yeah? hear your rap, okay? With a cap, with a capital C. <laughs> okay. I'm from the ghetto where times are hard. Where man's will rob you if oh, your block was the card. I'm so sorry. Isn't it? I really just am. One of those numbers. Well, sorry you know, to cut you off there, but Jeffrey Allerton has finally arrived. Sorry. Bus was late. Just sit down. Oh. Hi. Hello, Carrie. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jeffrey. Now, we better crack on. Uh, we haven't got much time to find out all about what you do. So, you're a professional poet. It's, it's up in the morning. You know, the proverbial shower and a shave. And then get down to your poetry. Sorry. Oh. Well, I do like to write in the morning, Gary, because I find my mind works better then. I find the afternoon, once I've eaten something, especially if I have something starchy. Mm. Uh, what sort of lunch do you eat? It depends, really. I'll probably have a meal for one mm. from Waitrose. Do you rest. see poetry everywhere you go? For example, you go into Waitrose and you look at the, uh, you know, the dips or the salsa. Do you suddenly think, oh, there's a poem there? No, not really. But everyone thinks they're a bit of a poet, don't they? I think it's <coughs> something we all think we can do. It, it's no easy task being a poet. I am a poet. I live it. Mm. I, can't, I can't change what I am. But poetry is my life, and it, and it obsesses me, and I get up and I write. Sorry to interrupt, but surely it's just, you know, a couple of rhyming couplets, isn't it? You know, well, cat, Of course mat. not, Gary, no. It's, poetry is the most beautiful and most wonderful, rich art form of them all. I mean, everything goes back to the poets, the great poets. Mm. I've always found it quite boring. You know, I like a good thing to get my teeth into something, a good plot, you know, John le Carre. I find that really depressing, Gary, to you to say that. Rather like my nephew the other day, and I was playing him some Strauss. Mm. He said, I don't like it, it's got no beat. Mm. So, obviously, here's the, the big debate uh, with poetry is, should it rhyme? And if it doesn't rhyme, is it a poem? Of course it doesn't have to rhyme. What makes something a poem and not just a load of words next to each other? <sighs> You're talking like a complete barbarian. Poem is is the song of my soul. Mm. It's me. It's my fibre. When I read a poem, I am putting Geoffrey Allerton into the world, into your mind and into your heart, and hopefully it will mean something, you know. What's the best poem you've ever written? That's not for me to say. So you've got a poem there to read for us? I have got a poem to read. Mm. This poem is called 1976. The day I went to London, it was very hot. The sun was in charge. The blue sky was like a useless swimming pool. 
The curbs and the walls and the buildings soaked up the heat and felt like freshly baked concrete bread, but smelt of nothing. I could feel the heat through my shoes, which were new, but not new enough. I walked on, sweating in secret places. Office windows were open, and I wondered if people were working naked. Stopping to ask directions from a builder, I recoiled two paces as he revealed dark patches of sweat underarm, beaded forehead, all bothered and burnt out. He pointed my destination out. I wanted to shout, It's too hot to come all this way for now. Oh, no, that bit rhymed. You can't interrupt me. Sorry, carry on. <sighs> I wondered what the evening would bring. A casual fling, another married man with a broken wing. The view from a stranger's window as morning crept into us. Someone's comb. One fact too many. That horrid joke. Put out, then put in. I can't sing. Hmm. Is, is that it? Yes. Right. That, that poem you said, you know, that how you, you sweated in, in secret places. I mean, do you mean secret places in your body, or do you sweat in a place that's secret with, I don't know, with another man? I mean, why what, do you hate me? I don't hate you. I'm just asking you some. You can't pull apart points. That's what we did at you school. You that to Ted Hughes. Just, we did it at school. That's the whole point about. What, you heckled Ted Hughes? No, but we did criticism Two of his school. Two of wives killed themselves. We, well, we did deconstruct him at school. Yeah, but not while he was speaking. No, okay. Can you well, have me on this show to lampoon the whole I'm not there to existence. lampoon you. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of why someone suddenly says, I'm a poet. I don't understand. Well, why it. does someone say, I want to be a DJ and attack people? We're providing a service. I'm providing a service. Anyone can just stand up and, and make poetry. I think it's a different skill. I don't think you could do what I do. I think you should take a call, right? I'll leave you to it and see how good you are at communicating with the public, talking to real people, and managing this whole show, this fine, whole process. Live radio. Uh, yeah, why not? Right, come on then. Well, hi there, my name's Jeffrey Allerton. I'm going to go to the travel in a minute. Before that, a song. Here he is, the gypsy king himself. It's Mr. David Essex with Lamplight. Listen, I'm not a DJ, okay? That's not what I do. I'm a broadcaster. There's a completely different thing. Really? DJ... What is the difference? Tell me, I don't know. A DJ's a disc jockey, a man who puts discs on and jockeys right. them. I'm a broadcaster. I speak... As soon as you introduce a piece of music or a man speaking or a news flash or the travel, you become a disc jockey. People don't think, oh, I, I, don't I do love the... this guy. He's my the... favourite broadcaster. Do they? Look, I don't do the travel. I don't do the news. I'm a serious journalist. I take phone calls. Okay, then. I'll, sorry, I'll start again. Right. Hello, my name is Jeffrey Allerton. You're listening to Down the Line. I'm your ear in the darkness. Please call me and let's talk. Okay, let's go to a phone call. Hello, who's there? I thought you wanted me to do it. Oh, yeah, of course, you do it then. Okay, is anyone there? It's Jeffrey Allerton. I'm listening. Is that Jeffrey? Am I speaking to Jeffrey? Yes, how are you? Hello, Jeffrey. There's a question I've got, got to listen to, uh, ask of you. Can you drive a car? No, I don't drive, no. There's a programme I was listening to, and it was a factoid, and that was that, that 99% of poets can't drive a car. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't drive because it's too expensive, but... Well, um... that's, you see, that's true in your case, isn't it? And I thought, you know, poets, their job, surely, there is to tell us about the world, to mm. insight into mm. what we do yeah, as, as human beings. Yeah, mm. And I thought, well, if they can't even drive, what do they know what it's like to be an ordinary person? Do you know what it's like to be an ordinary person? Of course, I'm an ordinary person. I do all kinds of things. I make you the can't tea. Drive. You drive? Know. No, I use public transport. I get coaches. I get buses. I get trains. What's more ordinary than that? And I've written poems about it. So I don't know what you're talking about. No, fair play to you. I hadn't seen it like. I suppose that way you're you're listening to the real people on a bus or something. That's 
That's education, isn't it? Of course it, it is. I'm, you know, I think I, I, I take yeah. umbrage at that. I think I'll tell take you what, in a minute. It's difficult, isn't it? Because you start to hate them, don't mm. you? I think you've lost them there. Hello, my name's Jeffrey Allerton. This is Falco with Rock Me Amadeus. I'm not a DJ. I'm a journalist. I'm a talk show host. There's a difference, okay? Oh, get DJs you. just play music and, and, and talk nonsense. Get you. And I think you've proved that it's a difficult job that not just anybody can do. But I bet I could write a poem. I love that. Okay. You do a poem and I'll criticise it. How's that? All right, then. Afterwards. I wouldn't insult you do it while you were doing it. Okay, listen. You do a poem now. All right, the moon sat like it did, hanging in the sky like a picture frame. But inside that moon was a child's face. The face of a boy who missed his mother long, long time ago in the willow trees. This is like some terrible, terrible nightmare. Time passes. He grows into a man... But his girlfriend's hair is very thin. I'm so I'm getting into this, actually. Don't get too confident, though. But I'm just saying, that is how easy it is. OK, next we've got a nurse on the line who's an aspiring poet. Hello there. Hello, it's Fiona. Hi, Gary. Hello, Fiona. Jeffrey Hello, Allerton Gary. here. Hello, Hello. Hi, Gary. How hello, are you? hello. I'm, oh, I'm fine, thanks. Nice to speak to you. Thanks for ringing in. Looking forward to hearing your poems. Good. Lovely. Well, I've got two poems for you, actually, Gary. Okay. Have you got a pen? I have. Yeah, good. But yeah. Right. So you need a pen for this to see the cleverness of it because what you have to do is write down the first letter of each line to get to the secret meaning. Oh. How will we know when the line ends and uh, the next one begins? Well, I, well, I'll pause. You will pause. I'll pause. I'm so Jeffrey, by the way. Well, let's hear it. Put us out of our misery. Okay, here we are. Death has come to our loved one. D. Expired and we're bereft. E. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. A. Departed, now she's left. D. D. A. Dead. Yes. That's Sorry, clever. That wasn't a line. Okay. Oh. I'm not done. Oh, Alas, dead. we weep. Dead A. No more is she. Dead N. Deceased. D. Now here's the last verse. Dead and. Gone to meet her maker. G. Owed for one that's left. O. Nevermore we'll see her now. N. Everyone's bereft. E. Dead and gone. Yes. There's a word for that, isn't there? Yes, trite. Trite? <laughs> Listen, you're really not coming across very well here. If you oh, want to promote sorry. poetry, and I presume sell some of your books... Well, yes, of you course know, You I need do. to be a little bit more positive. OK, right. Yes, I will. Fiona, there's another poem you've got. OK, this one I call The People's Poet. OK. Iambic pentameter. I. No... No, I'm not doing that this time. Oh, right, OK. This is just a proper poem oh. that's just not got any hidden meanings or anything. OK, fine, OK. Um, OK. Shame, I enjoyed that before. Iambic pentameter, what can that be? Dactyls and stanzas mean nothing to me. A sonnet is 14 lines, couplet stats two, a gimmicky limerick's not hard to do. The death of a loved one, a master's degree, the birth of a son getting down on one knee. Oh, brilliant. Somet that's... Sometimes I find... Mm. When I'm lying in bed, <clears throat> I'm writing down rhymes as they fill up my head. Oh, that's brilliant. A poet for normal yeah. folk. That's what I'll be. To be. If you want some poetry, come and see, see me. See me. Well done. That's I thought that was excellent. And that's the sort of poem you might see on, the, on a Worcester sauce bottle or on the side of a, a train. I thought that was really very good for someone who's not professional. Do you think I'll make any money out of it? Not a penny, love. Thank you, Fiona. Keep up the good work. Okay, bye. Bye. Lovely voice. Mm. Fiona there, an aspiring poet. So, Geoffrey, what did you do before you became a poet? I had a job working on a farm for about six months. Mm. Then I went and worked in a tannery 
and I left that, but all the time I was dreaming of being a poet and writing down things, you know. Mm. And then I decided one day, Geoffrey Allerton, you are a poet. And I gather from what you were saying to Fiona there, it's not a very well-paid job. Certainly people don't go into it for money. Mm. That's why there are so few poets, you know. Mm. Everyone wants to be a stand-up comedian, you know, or, or a rapper or a superstar DJ. So what does a poet actually do? Let's Hang on, here's Marillion with Kaylee. Calling me a DJ is like calling you, I don't know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a derogatory term. Yes, but I know I'm a poet, Gary. Do you know who you are? Of course I know who I am. Well, who are you? I'm an award-winning DJ. You just said DJ! I'm a broadcaster. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Here we got now the big sound, lovely lady, Elkie Brooks and Pearl's a singer. Let's go to another caller. All right, that's uh, Jeffy. Oh, hello. Uh, my name's Tony mm. Pritchard. Hello, Tony Pritchard. You're down the line. I'm a fellow poet, actually, uh, uh, Jeffrey. Well done. Uh, thanks very much. I tested a great admirer of yours, but I wanted to contradict your previous caller. Because right. I can drive, actually. There you yes, go. I'm a driving poet. In fact, I've, uh, I've written a poem about driving, and uh, I'm driving now. I can read it to you if you like. That sounds... You're driving as you... Well, don't drive and read. Yeah, don't worry. I can stay with me knees. Here we go. Internal combustion. Infernal combustion. Oh, we lost him. I was enjoying that. See, it rhymed, Geoffrey. You know, internal combustion, infernal combustion. Anyway, that's the sort of poetry I like. Really? So, straight away, we're going to go to another caller. We've got Daryl. Daryl, are you a poet? No, not exactly. R- um, your previous caller mm. was bemoaning the lack of rhyme in modern poetry, which is something that I think about all the time. Mm. Now, I'm sure the Daily Telegraph readers will want to have a go at me, Mm. but it's daft to think that if something rhymes, it is therefore necessarily poetry. Mm. I think you're absolutely right. You've hit the nail right on the head. Yes, recently I had this drilling pain in my head. You know, I really thought I was going to croak. But, uh, I mean, it turns out, actually, that I was having a stroke. Oh. Well, I'm all right mm. physically, thank God, but it did cause a certain amount of damage to my brain. Mm. And they're not sure if it's permanent or if it will ever, ever function properly again. So what's that got to do with the, the, the poetry? It's wacky, isn't it? Well, it, it was a, a heavy level of trauma to the language centre, and ah. now I have a localised form of, I mean, what you might call dementia. Mm. The language centre of my brain's been messed up, it's... Caused me to speak entirely in rhyming couplets. Oh, he has been, yeah. Has he? I didn't even know. That's marvellous. To think that we didn't even notice. No, it's really no fun. Every day I think I'm going crazier and crazier. It's no consolation to give it a medical name. I mean, it's a form of aphasia. Mm. Well, I'd like to offer you a support act on my tour. But uh, can I ask you a well, question? No, I mean, what comes out could by no stretch of the imagination be classed as verse. It's just a form of mindless doggerel or, you know, greeting card drivel or worse. Mm. Does it it annoy you that you can't shake this off? It's an awful affliction. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else. The disintegration of language is is the disintegration of self. Well, the only time, ironically, I can be free of of my rhyming curse is is when I read aloud from a book of blank verse. So when you read out stuff, you're okay. Mm. Thanks very much for your call. So, Geoffrey... Do you think poetry is better? Um, I'm sh- sh- I think poem is it better? Uh, sorry, what are you talking about? How is it best? What's the best way to appreciate poetry by reading it yourself or listening to it? I think both ways have got their own merits, haven't they? Poetry is very <coughs> popular with children, isn't it? You know, like children's God, books. You're really annoying me. The only poetry I ever read was poetry as a child. Oops! It's Joe Cocker. 
with a little help from my friends. OK, we're going to go to the line now. We've got someone on the phone who's married to a poet. Is that right? Unfortunately, yeah. Why unfortunately? It's like anti-poet day. Well, he climbs. He can't drive. Mm. Yeah, but I swear when I go out, the car's moved. I think he drives when I'm out. He says, I'm a poet. I don't do any of that. I can't put up any shelves. I can't do any DIY. Mm. He wants to pretend he can't work the dishwasher. He doesn't know what remotes for what. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my head's in the clouds. I'm with my muse. Mm. Such a muse. I need some chips frying. I don't understand what this has got to do with me. I think it, what she's trying to say is that these, some people use it as an excuse. Absolutely. They can't do anything. Oh, I'm God. thinking, don't disturb me. I can't mm. possibly look at a hob. I'm trying to write a poem. A hob? I've got a poem for him. I hope he's listening. Put up the shelves, you lazy fat bastard. Listen, thanks for your call. Charming. See, is that technically a poem because it didn't rhyme? I don't really see what this has got to do with Jeff Reality. Yeah. Do you think we could turn the conversation back to me? And then maybe I could read another poem from my book. That's why I'm here, after all. OK, go on, then. This one's called Dad. The chair remained as you left it, although any physical impression of your shape has vanished from the fabric. There is a discolouring of the cloth on the right arm where you rested your fag between puffs. Down the crack at the back, a hatpin and some loose change, a fruit gum, a tissue and a single swan vestus, the pink shiny head undamaged. I retrieved these items in a reverie and placed them in the light. The fruit gum is perfect. Blackcurrant, I believe. You hated that flavour, preferring lemon or lime. A tart sweetness in your mouth. Is that how Mum tasted before you wore her down and wore her out? Before she smelled like Brussels sprouts? Should I eat it? The body of Christ, the body of Dad. I have no Rabina to complete the ceremony, much less wine. I will place it on a shelf by the window and glance at it now and then. Remembering I was not the only thing you hated. Now, I've got Mr Khan on the line. Hello, Mr Khan. Hello. In Pakistani culture, we have poems. You know poems? We, yes. We call them shares. Oh, wow. Shares. Shares, like share. Share is the Urdu word for poem. How do you spell that? S-H-E-A-E-I-I. You got that? Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I, That's interesting. Yeah. Can you, have you got one there to tell? Yeah, I'll do it in English. I'll translate for you. Okay? okay, here we go. This is really interesting. Well, I'm all for hearing new things from different communities. Yeah. Oh, darling, how I love you there on my telly. Mm. Oh, darling, how I love you there on my telly. Oh, darling, how I love you there on my telly. Oh, darling, how I love you there on my telly. Oh, darling, how I love you there on my telly. There is nobody more nice and simple than Lorraine Kelly. One day I dream that you will come and rest on my belly mm. and you will enjoy licking my ass cream and jelly. Right, well, I enjoyed your share and, I, and, um, and, uh, and your uh, ice cream. Right then, who have we got down the line next? Uh, hello, my, my name is Julius. And, hello uh, there, Julius. I say I'm totally speechless when mm. I'm talking to somebody like yourself, you know. Because poetry to me is a gift from the gods, you mm. know. A poem can turn a frown into a smile. Oh, this know? is fantastic. At last we've got someone who appreciates the form. Are you familiar with the poet uh, Tears a Lot? Pardon? Sorry, who? Tears a Lot. He read the Westland. 
He wrote what? The Westland by Tosa Lord, I think. That is one of the... The Wasteland by Tulsa Lord? It's Eliot, T.S. Eliot. Oh, The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. One of the greatest poems in the English language. Though I must confess, I couldn't make head nor tail of it, despite the fact I spent weeks on it at school. Let us discuss it in greater depth than that, about poetry, the power of the poem. Yes, let's. The power of the poetry is so... I hated that. that you can make a lady be helpless with desire for you. It can make a lady in the lone dread fall in love with you. I think that might be slightly wasted on Geoffrey. What do you mean? Can we talk man to man? Right, yes, of course you can. I have been in the laundrette on many occasions. Mm. You get the lonely housewife doing the washing. Yes. Are you just read some poetry to her? It relax her and make her feel that, eh, what a lovely, interesting fella. And you never know what can follow from that. OK, look, let's try a bit of an experiment, Julius. Geoffrey here is going to pretend to be the lady in the laundrette. Am I? Is that all right with you, Jeff? I suppose so. It's not the first time. OK, and maybe, Julius, you could try a bit of T.S. Eliot on him. Her, on him. Come on, then, give us your best shot. Are you sitting and waiting? I'm sitting with my legs crossed here. April is the coolest month. Breeding lilacs after the dead land. Mixing memory and desire, staring dull root with spring rain. Winter keep us warm, covering our in forgetful snow, feeding a lie, little laugh with dry tuber. I, do, I can't understand the blimmin' word. Someone surprised us. Coming over the Stambaga Sea with a shower of rain, we stopped in the colonnade and went on in sunlight into the half garden and drank coffee and talked for an hour. It sounded like backwards Welsh. Oh, you put a red sock in with your whites there. That's all going to go What's pink that? there. It's going to run. Are you trying to be humorous? We're just trying to get into our parts here. Didn't sound to me like the most romantic poem I'd ever heard, Julius. I mean, the only words I could pick out there were all to do with death and misery. Are you telling me that that does not make you want to burst into tears? Didn't for me. What about you, Geoffrey? I must admit, I'm rather affected by it. Can I just say, Mr. Allerton? Yes. I will show you fear in a handful of dogs. Thank you, Julius. We're going to move along now, Julius, and go to another call. Thanks very much. It's lovely to meet you. If you're ever in Harrogate, come round for a cup of tea. Mr. Alaton, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I can't find the words to tell you how, how happy I am. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Julius. That was... Can I say this, please? Yes. I'm very happy with him. Well, we're very happy with you, Julius, and uh, thank you for your call. I'm, I'm very happy with you, Mr. Alaton. Is he still there? Eh? Yes, I'm thank you, Julius. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julius. Yeah, we're just moving on now to another... Uh, Mr. Alaton, I'm so happy with you. I thank you. I can't tell you. And we're just moving on now to another call. Who's on the line now? Hey! 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 Ew! Doesn't rhyme! Ew! Doesn't rhyme! Who cares? Only faggots! I'm getting real pissed, guys. I'm starting to change. Coming down there, Jeff. Might have to break your face with my great, big, American hand! Yeah, why don't you? <laughs> so we've come to the end of this hour, half hour, and it's been great to have you, Jeffrey. There's a car waiting for you downstairs, when you're ready. Can't I do one more poem before I go? Okay. This is called Here We Go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Where are they going? That's brilliant. Save the best till last, and the shortest. See you soon, Jeffrey. Well, this is Jeffrey Allerton signing off his wizard with Ballpark Incident. <laughs> I'm